grace, mercy, and peace to you. From God our Father and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. I would have you go ahead and take out your introit for this morning, out of your bulletin. And this will serve as our sermon text for this day. It is both from Psalm 34 and Psalm 119, verse 46. Let's speak it by half verse. I will speak of your testimonies before kings, O Lord. I will bless the Lord at all times. My soul makes its boast in the Lord. Come, O children, listen to me. The Lord redeems the life of his servants. Together, glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now and will be forever. Amen. I will speak of your testimonies before kings, O Lord. You may be seated. So what do you think about standing before a king? Maybe Charles III of England wouldn't be so bad, or it would be nice and honorable. But to be hauled off from your home and to, be fo- and to stand before a king would be most threatening. Not only this, but in the United States, we don't even have a king. But before you think of that, none of us started there, did we? Today we'll be confessing our faith using the Nicene Creed, we'll stand before each other to declare our faith, not before kings, but before fellow members. Yet, you didn't start there either, did you? Most of you started at home, saying you believe in Jesus, worked into the Apostles' Creed, learning it at church, growing in faith. Here, we confess our faith among like-minded people. Out in the world, people will still question and challenge your faith at work, at school, among friends and enemies. Are you ready? Well, if we're going to be ready, we, know, we need to know what our Lord's words are and His will. And so we looked at the intro this morning, and I want you to keep in front of you because we're going to work through it. Being brought before a king would be unlikely today for God's people, but it has happened. Those who repair the intro for today jolt us into reality right away from Psalm 119, verse 46. Now, why would the composers of the intro want to start with a king? They want to demonstrate an extreme example of what verse 34, or I should say Psalm 34, verse 1 means, I will bless the Lord at all times. Not just when it's convenient, but when it's really tough. You see, blessing and praising the Lord has consequences. 
where is it going to be the hardest? Therefore, think about a king. He is the highest earthly authority known. And of course, in this United States, we don't have a king, do we? Our founding fathers thought it was wise that the ruling authority would be divided into three branches, the executive, legislative, and the judicial. They didn't want all that power residing in one person. And so they divided it. The president, of course, is the commander-in-chief of the armed forces, and if you're military and you're brought before the president, I believe it would be a great honor. So in this land, where would you find that high authority? Well, it'd be the time that you're hauled off to court. Can you imagine being hauled off to court because of your faith? Going all the way to the Supreme Court, and yet <laughs> you wouldn't be standing in front of the Supreme Court unless you were a lawyer because the defendant is silent. And I believe most of us wouldn't start there, nor should we. So after hearing this first verse, Psalm 119.46, the psalmist swings back again to everyday life. I will bless the Lord at all times. Now what does that mean? We go to the second line. His praise shall be in my mouth. Again, in the next verse, the, psalm even is, the psalmist is even more bold. My soul makes its boast in the Lord. In the world and where there's plenty places, or the, where there are places that are more acceptable than others to express our faith, there is always this pressure in our society to keep your faith a private matter. Oh, you can believe anything you want, just don't tell anybody else. And many of us are tempted to do that. In fact, what is the general rule about gatherings, especially family gatherings? You don't talk about politics and? Yeah. Why? It's safer that way, isn't it? We don't want to offend people we consider friends. Why? So we can keep them as friends, right? We don't people won't live by the same rule. And they offend you. Will you still be there as their friend? Will you still go to the family gatherings when that other person is there? And yet, people find out about our faith, even when we don't say anything. Well, there were people watching you as you left this morning and left your home as they sat having their coffee and watched you go to church. There are the neighborhood around. Those that are up probably saw you coming here. What we believe affects the way we act and the way we speak. For the Lord has designed us in such a way that our bodies and minds always seek to be consistent with each other. If they're not, our bodies will work to change what we believe. And if our minds do not see our bodies 
speaking and acting consistently, it will seek to change your body. Our hearts and our minds always want to be in sync with each other and with other people. You know, you know what to call a person whose mind is one way and their bodies, that their actions and their words are the opposite. What is it called? What are they called? Yeah, you know. You see, we can't survive that way with ourselves or among other people. Either we'll be go ahead and we'll be crushed into conformity, changing our beliefs and the way we act, or we'll have to change what's going on around us. We can only tolerate it so long because our bodies and our souls want to be consistent with each other. But the Lord, the Lord wants us to be consistent with who he has created humanity to be and how he has redeemed us to be. We all had parents who weren't perfect. And if our parents weren't perfect, then neither were we conceived and born perfect. We were all born with inconsistencies. And yet, in the waters of baptism, we are reborn by water and the Word. And there God made a promise to each and every one of us. I am giving you faith to believe that will make your body act and speak like me. Oh, it won't all happen at once. But believe it. And it will be true. Because I have declared it to be true. And it is true in my Son, Jesus. And one day, you will see it true for you and your body. For your faith will no longer be at odds with me. Again, we did not start confessing our faith in front of the highest earthly authority, but we do. But we did before the highest heavenly authority. When we were bought, brought the baptismal font or we, when we came to believe, we may have heard the voice of our parents, come, come, listen to me. How difficult it can be when a child will not listen. And yet there are those times that the the words of our parents impacted us, and we remember. We listened intently, not insisting on our own way, but humbly paying attention. But our psalmist is not speaking as a child is listening, but wants others to know and to hear. You go ahead and we go back to our intro. Let the humble hear and be glad. And in the verse before, come, O children, listen to me. The psalmist wants us others to hear and to have the same thing that he does because it is true. He is so proud that his soul is ready to boast. What is he so proud that he and others are here that the Lord has redeemed the life of his servants and none of those who take refuge in him will be condemned? 
Now, we have heard in the Bible and we have heard throughout history people who had to stand before those who could condemn others or condemn those who believe. Now, we might think of Martin Luther, not Jr., of the 1960s, but the German monk of the 1500s. He was called before the emperor Charles V at the city of Worms in Germany because of what he spoke and what he wrote and what he believed. Now, movies will depict Luther's convictions. And if you want to see, that's going to be a part of Bible class today. By having him say, here I stand, I can do no other. And so a price was put on his head and the safety of his kingdom was removed from him. Later, the German princes came before Charles V at Augsburg. They wouldn't let Luther attend to protect his life. And yet, after making their confession of the faith, they were willing to bow and offer their heads rather than to deny the faith that they confessed. Why would they or anyone have such convictions in what they believe that they would give their own lives, offer their own lives? Because even physical death cannot keep us from what the Lord has given to us and has promised to us. There is more than just living on this earth. First of all, we know that the condemnation of the Lord is greater. But he, again, as we heard in the psalm, redeems the life of his servant, and there is no condemnation for those who take refuge in him. You see, it's all about Jesus. For Jesus himself was brought before the Roman governor, Pilate. And after, be con after being condemned by his own people, he stayed true to his heavenly Father, even when he was threatened with death by crucifixion. And when the crucifixion was carried out, three days later, the Father accepted his sacrifice by raising him from the dead not only for him, but for all, for you who believe in him. We didn't start out perfect, nor do we start out before the highest authority of the land. But today, and each day, we are to start out with Jesus. For St. Paul declares in Romans, the now a righteousness apart from the law, God has manifested the righteousness of God through faith in Jesus Christ for all who believe. That righteousness not only enables us to stand before earthly kings, but to stand before our Lord, the King of eternity. For if we can stand before God on that last day, we can stand before anyone every day for our whole life is a confession of the gospel, either for it or against it. How much we can bless the Lord.
for it is all times we live in him. Amen. Now the peace of God that passes all understanding, keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. 